The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. It, my friend, is game week. Yeah. We've thought we may never get here again. It is game week. Welcome, everybody, to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. We are at the Foundry Distilling Company here in West Des Moines, and we are uh, we're, we're hanging out here in the Alchemy Lounge. You want to come down and say hi? Feel free. We're going to be here for the next hour talking everything in the world. The Iowa Hawkeyes, they're serving all their good stuff up here. And I think they've got a little whiskey tasting going on because you and I went back and uh, tried a There's couple no of things. There's no think. We, they, we, they we, are. We, t- we t- tasted for free. So come on down here uh, here in West Des Moines. What are we, 11th and Railroad? 9th, like actually. 9th and Railroad? You okay. turn off of 9th. Okay. Uh, here and 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 we'll talk about that a little bit later because they do have some really good stuff that they've collaborated with a couple of beer makers around the country to uh, put together really really good stuff. But as I said, every year the longest week of the year for me typically is in late September or or, or late August, August or early September. This to me has been the longest four days. Of the year for this year so far as we get set for Hawkeye football on Saturday. And with everything that has happened in the last four or five days to try to derail this from happening from Iowa playing football, it still looks like knock on whatever the hell this is, word for Micah or no, this is actual wood. wood. You think it's wood? Knock on the top of my head. I'm a toy boy. We may play football. On Saturday, Iowa at Purdue, two thirty in the afternoon. No, no May. The Hawks are going to play Purdue on Saturday. Actually, two forty. Two forty. Okay. It should be two thirty nine because then one more would be two forty. That's an old joke. Anyway, no, can't be more excited. But Logan would love that. My grandson would think that was hysterical. Especially yes. if you pulled yes. my finger yes, at the same exactly. time. Uh-huh. The. Um, no, the the fact that the Hawks are getting ready to go, that the entire Big Ten's getting ready to go. I've never been more excited to watch Illinois, Wisconsin than tomorrow night. No kidding. No um, kidding. And and just watch some football uh, with teams that, not that I necessarily care about, but that I'm in, more interested in watching. <clears throat> I've watched enough Appalachian State. I've Coastal wa- Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Louisiana. That was a great football game, and they're ranked, but La- last, really, who cares? Last week's right. Georgia Seriously. State versus uh, – I think it was Arkansas State ended up with 100 and 102 points or something like that, um, which leads me to the question. <clears throat> In Iowa, Purdue games have typically been ra- rather high scoring. Not always, but certainly it has been that way. The defenses have looked bad because I think they haven't had the opportunity to do enough tackling in practice. Across the board in college football, yes. Yes, and uh, the offenses have looked amazing. I mean, Clemson only dropped 73 last week on Georgia Tech. They're a 46-point favorite this week. That might not be enough for the first half. It's against Syracuse, who you and I thought would be. That was last week's home team of the week. uh, We got that one wrong against Liberty. Yes, we did. Yes, Uh, Probably the best thing to do is fade us on our home teams of the week (laughs) uh, and and those kinds of things. But nevertheless, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm so excited. And, you know, last week it came out that Jeff Brom had uh, been positive with COVID. Apparently he's not. He's no Nick Saban where he can change the order of the world and actually an SEC rule. 
how implemented did he, how did he get on the sidelines? Implemented Seriously. two days. Well, he had three negative tests, so it was a false positive. Yeah, it's probably a false positive. And yeah. so um, the SEC allowed him to be on the sidelines, and he certainly made a difference. So this is a thing that is still going on and still happening. So Jeff Brom test positive on what was that Sunday? They announce it. They go through a few more tests, and yes, he absolutely has this. A couple of his other coaches have this. Isn't so it like his, four? Yeah, I think three or four. It's I think it's four, but I, it, I, I somewhere in that neighborhood. So his brother Brian, who is thirty-five, never coached as a head coach in his life, ever. Well, he's all he's going to be doing is calling the plays, right? So he's going to be the head coach of Purdue this week, unless. So the I think the Big Ten. I, I've. I think it's still in CAA and the Big Ten. The rule is no remote coaching. You can't be sitting at home, a la. Uh, y- y- uh, who was it doing the in the hospital? Right. Last year. Right. Um, who was it? Right. Who was calling plays? Was the it hospital. Bobby Petrino? Is that right? I think it was. Yeah. You can't be doing that. Can't well, do it. Right. Well, why not? They're just saying you can't. Okay, so, there's no there's no contact. And by the way, you can't put him up. So this is the part that I don't get. Why, why don't can't you, they put him in the Why can't box? you walk him up to a, a booth all by himself? Not that I want him to coach, but, I mean, can't you put him, like, in the corner booth? Because there's nobody going to be there and just let him coach from there. And anyway. Can't they put him in Section 9? No. <laughs> put him at midfield at Purdue. Nobody would be there. My point is. Uh, they're not supposed to do that, yet they're petitioning the Big Ten that he will be able to do that, right? They're worried enough. And honestly, um, I saw Tom Caker talk to Tom Deanhart about this, and he says, yeah, this is a really big deal. I mean, you're talking about they're really down to guys who have never coached at this level before trying to, to, to go against Kirk Ferentz. Now, does that mean Kirk won't play it conservative and somehow get out coached in some weird way? Or I don't know. But it, they you're are suggesting it's a big that, deal. You, you make that sound like that, that happens a lot. Now, I make it sound like it's a, it's a, a possibility that somehow <clears throat> Kirk may tuck it in and oh, do some things. Oh, absolutely not. Right, right. Not, but I don't think I don't think with, I'm going to agree this with you. Is I don't think sprint. with this group. Yes, this is, I agree. This is a sprint. It's a first game of the year. You've got a, a brand-new quarterback in Spencer Petras who, if you haven't checked out the videos. Is his – yes, say what you're going to say, but I'm going to – If you haven't checked out the videos and, and watched his uh, demeanor, enthusiasm – uh, a little bit of smack. Yeah, uh, the word is bravado, right? Well, okay, dude. He, he's dude, got, he's dude. got a lot more C.J. Beathard than Nate Stanley. In he him. absolutely does. In fact, a little more C.J. Beathard than C.J. Beathard had in him. <laughs> I mean, uh, Spencer Petrus has uh, marbles. Mm-hmm. I mean that that kid is he is a he's for, a leader for those he's that a forgot. You he's know, a, he broke you know, Jared Goff's all of his records at Marin High School. Marin Catholic up there in Northern California. Jared Goff, just, this just in, is going to start Sunday night against the Bears. Okay, right. so, I mean, a good quarterback. At 50 touchdowns in his senior year. We're not talking about his whole Didn't career. Didn't he have like 50 senior. and two? It's, it was like two interceptions yeah, or something. It's, it's One something of those really, was tipped. And he's he, he's it, a confident kid. He's a very confident kid. He's six foot five, right? He's, he's a tall kid. He's a he's big built, kid. He's built more like Ricky Stanzi, though, than Nate Stanley. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's not thick. More, right. more wiry. But he certainly does have the bravado that is this kind of well. The last guy I can really compare him to is Drew Tate, right? Right. I mean, I mean, did we know that Drew Tate had that when he was a redshirt sophomore? When he got his helmet ripped off at Michigan and played through the play, that's probably the, the moment where I believe we, we decided 
Hey, I think that kid's got some cojones on him. Right? Yes, I. I, I, I mean, I, I think that he is right. in. He is in this to win, and he is there. Um, After that, nobody doubted Drew Tate as a quarterback, no matter how bad Iowa played. Right. 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 Right now, and then what? They went on to have a great year that year, but then the next year was a little bit not as great, right? But we didn't doubt him because, <laughs> look, I mean, well, two, and that was two thousand four, right? Yeah, and th- this is, yes, and this is essentially the type of kid we think we're getting in this. And by the that way, was his backup, 15, 16 years, that's I know, just stupid. I know. His backup is a kid named Deuce Hogan. Oh, what about Vinny Padilla? Uh, maybe Alex Padilla. Alex, whatever. Yeah. He's he's on there. I think the Deuce Hogan kid, Padilla is there because he's had been in the program for a year. Deuce Hogan's the backup man. Well, I'm telling you, here, out of Dallas, who's been recruiting for Iowa as a as he's committed, committed for three years and he's been so, recruiting and he's got the moxie too. And there's so nothing I, wrong I was with asked, that. I love that. Right? I was, yes, I was asked this question, you know, about Deuce Hogan. Uh, in fact, it was today. And the question was posed, will he get a play? And I said, well, I hope not. Right. Um, oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I mean, <laughs> good Lord, Petrus hasn't played a game, and here we are talking about the backup. The point, though, is is that this year, if ever given an opportunity, he's not going to lose any sort of eligibility or anything along those lines because of the the rules. Um, so, I mean... It, Will he play? Maybe. I mean, I. But like I said, I don't. I. I hope we never see him. I hope all we get is Spencer Petras, and I hope we get him. And by Sunday, the over-the-top ideas and thoughts of how good uh, he is might be. We're we're gonna, you know, Spencer Petras for Heisman. That kind of craziness. I hope that's what happens coming out of this game on Saturday. You know what we get? Well, I do too. You know what we get out of? You know who's going to have hype out of this this game? If he, pl- assuming everybody's healthy, which is a big assumption. Kirk was saying the other day, "Well, we got some guys. You know, we're not going to tell you about it, but we got some guys who aren't going to play." But I, I think you're. I think the guys that are going to get some hype out of this, are, you're going to your wide receiver group. I think ISM is going to be out there again. There's going to be something going on there where you're going to see some big big numbers Tracy, out of him. Smith. Tracy. Yeah, um, you may get some good numbers out of Tyler Goodson this weekend. I, I mean, I I think Spencer Petrus will. Uh, we will love the way he leads the team. He will grow to be that Heisman type quarterback later on, right? Here's here's what I what, and we all remember the Ricky Stanzi. Uh, I think it was his junior year where he had something like 19 touchdown passes and 19 interceptions or something like that, and and. Three of them were pick sixes. And so there was a game I remember watching with Stanzi where he threw a pick six. And it was like the second pass he threw. I was like, okay, that's out of the way. Now we can go on and play right. football and, play, and, right. and, yeah. and win the game. Yeah. So. And he did. And he, they, they found crazy ways to win games under him, uh, it's particularly in 2009, if you go back and think it's about some of those. And I, I, I just think I, uh, Petrus is still – you know, he's still. This is going to be his well, first he's, time. He's obviously but, an unproven commodity, but but the guys around him, I think, are going to be the story on this. And maybe they will make him look that good. I still go back, and I think Brad Banks, as good of a year as he had in two thousand and two, he looked that good because the guys around him. I mean, he had uh, nobody touched him, right? His offensive right. line was the best that maybe Iowa has ever had. 
Um, he had skill position players. People forget how good Mo Brown and, and C.J. Jones were. Right. Um, and he, Dallas Clark. And Dallas, Dallas Clark. And Freddie Russell. And, and he only, they ran nine plays the whole year. I mean, they, they really only had nine plays that they ran the whole year. And it worked out great. And he looked, and he almost won the Heisman Trophy, right? So it's possible. I think what we're looking at, if Iowa plays well on Saturday and we're excited and sitting here next week at 1-0, I think we will be talking about uh, some wide receivers that had some really nice days. Uh, and, and it'll really be them. And, and Spencer Petrus was there leading that team. We'll see. The other thing that could be really cool is maybe that offensive line, oh, with the see, way it's built, I just th- opens up crazy holes against the de- uh, Purdue's defense, and suddenly we're talking about how good the offensive line is. Well, and you know, here's the situation, and, and Iowa has not been able to do this very well against Purdue since Brom has been there, and that is get off the field on third down. If if Iowa can figure out a way to get off the field on third down against Purdue. Then you have an opportunity to control the ball, own the ball, and, you know, get in a situation where by the end of the day you might have eight to ten minutes of additional time of possession. That usually leads itself to victories in in an Iowa world. It also leads to, to victories when the Hawks run for something like 110 yards or something like that. Um, and I certainly think that we're going to see see that this uh, this Saturday whether it's Goodson, whether it's Jet Sweeps, whether it's, I mean... Mackay Sergeant, Sergeant, IKM, whoever, right? Yeah, right. I mean, the the people behind behind Goodson, all with great experience. Great experience. Uh, the, yeah, they're loaded. Skill position, they are very, loaded very deep skill, yes, with, they a, are. with right. an unproven quarterback that we're extraordinarily high on. So if you missed it, the way the uh, offensive line is developing, you've, you've got Coy Cronk coming in from Who's started 40 games in right, his life. Right. And he, Linderbaum at right. center. Linderbaum, who is, according to Pro Football Focus, the best center in the Big Ten, right? Um, Alaric and, Jackson. Alaric Jackson on the other side. And then you're going to plug in Kyler Shutt. And uh, and Colban Wirt, who's been oft injured here and there, but but then Kirk says, okay, but we've still got Cody Entz, we've got Justin Britt, we've got all these other guys. We're going to rotate in Kallenberger at uh, you know at these various positions. So the, the offensive line is going to have some guys to rotate in. However, those three guys that we mentioned are all literally all Big Ten level performers. It's in one in at one level or another, right, you're right. right? So at that point, you start to think, well, you should be able to open some holes. You all should be also should be able to protect, protect the your passer, right? right. We'll, we'll see. I, I'd love to see him open up some holes, and you get that rolling, and then the whole thing just kind of starts going down. Now, Purdue does have a couple of good defensive linemen. This uh, George Karloff, this guy. Uh, he had 55 pressures last year. That's number three in the Big Ten. Pro Football Focus has these great stats. Yeah, right. right? So that kid's pretty good, right? And then they, they got a Lorenzo Neal back. He uh, did a knee last year, couldn't play. He's a pretty good player as well. So you got a couple of guys inside that who are they're okay, right? That may be very good. So Purdue's got a couple of guys there. But beyond that, unproven in a lot of spots, right? Rising stars here and there. Uh, D.J. Johnson transferring from Iowa, one of the disgruntled players from earlier in the year, who started against Iowa State last year and got beat on that uh, halfback pass thing. He's starting. Or he's go- it's not starting. He's going to play for Purdue. He's been cleared uh, to play for Purdue. First, I, I don't know what his hardship reason was, but he's been cleared. He'll he'll be there. He was sad. He was sad, and they hurt his feelings. Um, so 
Purdue's got a few. They got a heartbeat on defense, possibly. I don't, let's know if, I don't know if we have enough time to go into hurt feelings right now. We may do that a little bit later on. Um, but there's some connections there. There's some interesting things there. Um, the, key, the other the, piece, the other piece was, is, is Purdue's quarterback situation right now is up in the air. The kid Plummer, uh, Jack Plummer, started at Iowa last year. He played really well. Jake Plummer's son. Is that who it is? he Jake Plummer's son? And so he, I think he was 20 of 35 or something. He had a good day in Iowa City. He did. Probably will be their starter. They're not letting out of the bag. They got this Aiden O'Donnell. It's got to be um, Plummer. And then they got a kid who transferred in from UCLA. I think it's got to be Plummer as well, particularly since he started nine games for him last year. Um, it'll probably be him. He did very well against Iowa last year, but that's well, up in the air, too. But you're forgetting they're, they're two ball and more. They're two yeah, best well, players. How was Iowa's defense going to react? The music's starting, and I'm about to get to the, they got two really you good You talk players. too much. Too much <laughs> setup. I got another 40 minutes left. <laughs> Don't forget to Tom Kager at HawkeyeReport.com. We'll get back to the Hawkeye Hall. We'll send the 100 Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we are right back here at the Alchemy Lounge. A reminder to those who don't know what alchemy means, it's a mix-up. Yes. And we are hanging out today uh, enjoying some of the fine... <laughs> Spirits that are what, produced what, right what did, here. What did we try? The midnight. So I was going to say they've they've written this thing. That, Thank that's you. Not, we, we went to back in the back and tried the whiskeys, right? So we tried the new midnight. This is the, what the the midnight ritual. So the midnight ritual is literally an alliance between them and Boulevard Wheat Beer, right? They made it Boulevard Wheat be Beer into in, a whiskey. In college, I had a midnight ritual, but it had nothing to do with whiskey. I. I know I know a lot about you. I don't need to know that. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say this. And, and I say it out loud, Brett. We're I, on the radio. I don't drink Qu- whiskey, right? Quit miming. I don't drink whiskey. That's right. It was really good. It was really, it was really, really good. good. And they gave us a little preview of something they're doing with the uh, folks from Arrogant Bastard. That's another wonderful beer. Uh, kind of a Scottish uh, uh, beer. And it was really, really good, too. A little bit. Heavier, but the uh, but both of them really really good. One hundred sixteen proof. One hundred sixteen proof. Absolutely. But the midnight ritual is available right now at the Foundry Distilling uh, Distilling Company here, and <clears throat> you got to come down and try it. Give it a shot, uh, and is it is fabulous, fabulous stuff. And of course, uh, we'll be here each and every week on Thursdays uh, in the Alchemy Lounge, which is open on Thursdays from four to ten p.m. and then Saturdays from two to eleven p.m. Uh, and Friday. Fridays are 4 to 10 p.m. as well. So they're they're good here. Um, want anyway. to thank our other sponsors, G-Migs, AMPM Plumbing. They do plumbing. They, they do plumbing. They do plumbing, which is a good thing considering they're plumbers. You know, you yeah, plumb, right? They're really good. And uh, and our friends at uh, REMAX Concepts, uh, Stonehawker Realty, we'll get to their uh, home team call of the week here in just a little bit. Cur- Tom Caker. Currently efforting. Currently, oh, are we efforting Tom Caker? Yeah. So we've so, thrown him off because we're doing Thursdays. I know, we? I know, and and I forgot to, uh, um, I forgot to remind him. So that's my bad. Do you want to do the home the home team of the late, oh, week right now? Well, here's what I want to do. Before we get to the home team of the week, I want to talk about being sad, and I want and I want to talk about the <laughs> elephant in the room. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. What what okay. what day was this? Monday. Sunday. Sunday night. Uh, it comes out that. Uh, 
You and I are at uh, the keg stand on Sunday afternoon. There, there it is. What was playing it? a little golden tea, hanging you, out. You were playing. I just right? I just was having a large. Right. Then uh, we were going to go have dinner with our wives, and right. out it comes. Which we, right? which we did. Right, we did. I won bingo twice. When you say out it comes, let's just discuss the lawsuit. Yes. And so the lawsuit, um, eight, is it right? Eight players. Eight, eight former players, including Akram, Akram Wadley. And Jonathan Parker. Oh, right. Tom is on the line. Well, we've got him here. Well, let's finish this thought while we've got him on the line. So eight, eight players, they announced that they are going to sue Iowa if Iowa doesn't do. Fire Kirk Ferentz, the athletic director, and Bryant. And any number. $20 million. Of, and, $20 million and, and a number of other demands that the attorney had. Change of colors um, from uh, black and gold to something else. Guy out of Tulsa. Um that I had not heard of. I before. think he was on Seinfeld. He reminds me of him. Jack. Yes. <laughs> this was for emotional, mental, bodily damages right. to these football players. And Tom, I hate to bring you in on this because we, we weren't going to start with this, but this is where we were in the show when you weren't on. Tom Caker to FoxReport.com. Um, we're just getting into this. I, 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 my initial comment on this is almost down to. I can't. I have nothing constructive left to say about this other than the report, the fact that this is happening, and I don't. I don't know what I can do to help anybody process the information. But all I can say is this: uh, Iowa is going at this with the uh, almost a go-ahead, bring it mentality. Right? We we've done what we think we need to do. I think most Iowa fans, and unless I, I'm reading this wrong, or you're, I, I feel like most Iowa fans are good with that. Yeah, um, and they should be um, because, you know, the, the letter, and the attorney's all mad about it apparently getting out. Well, the letter was ridiculous. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. I mean, who... Who in their right mind is going to send a letter to the University of Iowa and say, yeah, go fire Kirk, Brian, Gary, and, oh, by the way, we're in a pandemic, and I know you're broke, but give us $20 million. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> okay. That's like me in the mid-'80s going, going and sending Cindy Crawford a letter and saying, Cindy, you should be my wife, you know? Well, well nowadays – Tom, you would just DM her through that, her Instagram. Say, doesn't that work? <laughs> that, that doesn't work. I, I, I mean, that's just how it would. I mean, it's right. a, it, it, is, it is insulting that they sent that letter. If you want to file a lawsuit, go ahead and file a lawsuit. Don't, it, don't send a letter like that out and, and think that people are going to take you seriously. You can't. I can't take these people seriously if they're going to send letters like that. I just can't. Go ahead, file the lawsuit, and you know what? It's going to hurt Iowa at the end of the day. This is a. No matter how this thing resolves itself, it's going to be bad for Iowa. Just is. I mean, if they if they settle, then it looks like they're guilty, and it's just more fodder, and it'll be used in recruiting. Um, If they fight it. Kirk and Brian are going to have to go on the stand. Uh, it's not going to, I mean, even if they win, it's not going to look good. It's just not because all the laundry gets aired. Tom, there, the, not there that, is not that there, it isn't out there already. I mean, it seems like, seems right. like all the laundry has been through the wash already. 
It's it's not only been through the wash; it's been on the clothesline for a week yeah, or two. It's been hanging out to dry. But uh, you know, there there is a there is an opportunity here that if it if they do go to file, and of course the first component of a lawsuit would be that the University of Iowa requests that it's dismissed, and a judge certainly judge could, could do that. It. Yeah, could and, certainly and, dismiss it, and and that would be that. I mean, that seems like it's it's certainly possible, but it certainly seems like it would go forward at some level. Uh, It seems like it's yeah. yeah, Today's climate, yeah. Today's climate, it's going to go forward. It is. Yeah, you're just going to you got to deal with it. And what they're uh, it just seems like the end game here is they're just hoping that just Iowa throws them some money. And it's how about 40 bucks? You guys right, go have a pizza party right here. Go have it. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, all joking aside, that's a, that's absolutely it, Tom. It's not only it's not only what you're saying about how it makes sense to, that that's the way it would play out. But the timing of what they did. Right. They waited till, oh, that was, you know, I mean, it's complete. <clears throat> caca. You know, we will get bleeped, but it. I mean, yeah, it's complete crap. They did it this way specifically and everybody can see through it. And, and the only thing I'll, we will add, and all these, you, hey, by the yeah, way, all these go guys, ahead. by the way, all these guys were um, also were advertised on the Robert T. Green site. So yes. just yes. just remember that all these guys appeared there. We can connect the dots. None of us are dumb. Because he wasn't a lawyer, he was just a. He's like the guy, the the the, the finder's fee guy, you know. Right. And his finder's fee is what they can get out of this thing. And that's the thing these guys need to realize is the lawyer is going to get a bulk of that money. Robert T. Green is going to get his little cut of the pie. And they're going to left with scraps. And, um, you know, in the case of, like, a Cavante and Akram, two guys that would have been celebrated, welcome back, um, you're going to be kind of a pariah yes. to yeah. Iowa. You Never. just are. Never step back in the state of Iowa, you, please. You, you, right? you know what's interesting, and and I know DJK is certainly not on the top of Kirk Ferentz's Christmas card list, but he made a pretty interesting statement, essentially saying this is a bunch of hoo-ha, in spite of the way that he felt like he had been Well, treated. he said it's time to move on. Right. I mean, his statement was even, look, it's time to move on. They're doing what they need to do. We need to move on and not look backwards. I don't need to get paid, right? Right. And that's what these guys are doing is they want to get paid. You know, Tom Akron will play for who's on the Titans. And, and here here's the other yeah. here's the yeah. other thing. Here's the other thing, guys, that that um you know, when this all started and and we can disagree about the validity of different things and 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 everything else, but I don't I don't think James Daniels and Mike Daniels and Faith Akakati and guys like that I don't think they went into this and spoke out about any of this stuff with ill intentions. I think they genuinely no, thought agree. they were going to help Iowa yep. and make things a, a better place and more welcoming for black athletes. And I think that's noble. You can disagree about the methodology and blast it on social media, but they felt like they had exhausted every kind of avenue with Kirk. And, and so that's kind of what happened. And it was just kind of the perfect storm of with George Floyd and everybody talking about these issues and, uh, and, and, and things of that nature. This is just, this is a money grab. 
just is. It's uh, no question. In, in the case, of, in the case of uh, you know, maybe one of the people that maybe their family made some bad financial decisions and they're trying to get bailed out here. And, yeah. You know, I know well, Kirk been... went to bat. Kirk went to bat for Akram so many times. Yeah. Yeah. With, I mean, he's talked about the the professional ranks. I know he went to bat for him to try to get him a spot in the senior bowl, um, you know, his senior year. And it's not like Kirk went out of his way to, to screw Akram. No, he, in fact, he's the one guy that um, – so our, our little story of this, and I don't want to throw our buddy under the bus too don't, much. You don't have to. We, just we, have, have, a, we, have, a, we have a very good friend, a very good friend who tweets on our Twitter all the time, a very good friend um, who – travels to the games with us from time to time and then goes off and tailgates with other people and ended up coming back one day and saying, I was over in the main lot. I tweeted, I, I, tweeted, I tailgated with Akramobli's mother, mother right. right? This is when he was a sophomore and he got to know her and he kept in contact with her. And mm-hmm. for three years, this woman was in love with Kirk Ferentz. Everything Kirk Ferentz was awesome. Fabulous. Could not say better words about him loved him if they go to court i'm gonna tell this guy you've got to go testify because she was in the parking lot every week singing the praises of the iowa football program and how wonderful they were for her son and how and here we are now i'm not i'm just saying we have there's literally witnesses to her talking about how great they are and now we're doing this so anyway Let's move on. We got some. We, we got a real football hey, we game. Got Tom, a football Tom, game Tom. We got a football game this weekend. <laughs> yeah. We've we've gone through some pretty cool stuff already about uh, what we know about Purdue, um, and, and and what's coming up with Iowa this weekend. But uh, I I think obviously we're waiting to see. Normally we get a break. We're, normally we get a team that kind of, that we're going to play usually at home. It's a pretty easy team. You're going to. You talk about the first game of the year. Yeah, you're experimenting a little bit. <laughs> You're going on the road here to Purdue, who could be pretty salty, not only because uh, they could be pretty salty. they got Rondale Moore, and they've got David Bell on offense, and they've got a couple of good guys on defense. But on top of that, Iowa has struggled a little bit with Jeff Brown teams, even though he's not going to be there. This is, this is a test, right? It's going to be a test in so many ways. It's so strange. What are you looking at this weekend? How do you feel? I mean, we're two days away. Normally we ask you on Tuesday. Yeah. We're two days away now. It's Thursday. What do you feel about this? Are you guys still there? Yeah, yeah, we're here. Go for it. We okay. hear you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's it's a really big test for Iowa because a couple reasons. There, you know, Brom has had you know even last year that was a test. That was a tough game. I produced scored late, but it was still you know Plummer threw for over three hundred yards. Um, this is going to be uh, the first start for Spencer Petrus. How is he going to react? We know all the weapons and all the toys around him are good, but how good is he? We don't know. So uh, the defense beat up. You know, there's going to be guys out at the linebacker's position is kind of decimated right now with uh, people uh, sidelines. So um, how are they going to react? How good is the coverage going to be? I just expect kind of uh, even without Jeff Brom there, Brian Brom's going to be – calling the plays, I would imagine he's going to be a lot like his brother. So right. um, he's going to be aggressive. He's going to take shots. Uh, 
that's what that's what Jeff Brown does. He likes to take shots down the field. So um, I'm expecting a lot of points, but I do think not having Jeff Brown there is a big deal. It's worth some points and it's worth some decisions in the game. Um, he's the unquestioned guy there and kind of got a cult of personality thing going with him. And um, so I think he's gonna he's gonna be a big part of it. All right, we're, we're music's heading out. Tom, thanks for joining us. We'll thanks, talk Tom. to you next week, okay. all right? Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. He'll give you his final prediction tomorrow. Check it out on HawkeyeReport.com. We'll be back to wrap things up here on our first eight-week show on the Hawkeye The crowd goes wild. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700 The Champ. David, when I put my hand up, that means I, I want to bring us back. Oh, sorry. Welcome back to the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700 The Champ. Dave Creighton Jr., my man, Brett Rich. <laughs> Sitting here, the Alchemy. The Alchemy Lounge, Foundry Distilling Co. Distilling company. We want to say distillery, but it's distilling. Distilling. I am now company. about to have the. This is the mid. This is the. Remember how they wanted me to read that I, yeah. I was having this. I'm having it. So I'm having the fool's gold. It's got the whiskey midnight. Uh, the midnight ritual malt whiskey and honey and lemon. We're gonna see how good this is, and I, we're gonna see where they can walk out of here after I have it. Well, here's the upside. I have a Zuber account, so it shouldn't yeah. be a problem. Never been used before. Before we get to the uh, Foundry Distilling Company last call, we have to have the... We have the REMAX Concept Stonehawker Home Team of the Week. My Home Team of the Week. Or do you have to preface this? Well, I just have to say... All right, please. We, we do the whole... Listen, Doug has been... Doug Stonehawker has, uh, and the Stonehawker family have been uh, terrific realtors for us for 25 years. That's why we've got him as a sponsor. Check them out at dsmrealestate.com. That's dsmrealestate.com. And you can go to the hawkeyehuddle.com and just link to it if you want, if it's too confusing for you. However, that's <laughs> the guy you want to list your home with. We got rid of our house in six weeks and moved. I'm telling you, it was an amazing thing this last winter. Anyway, so we've been doing the home team of the week. We've been really good until last week when we went with Syracuse and oh, Liberty, right? Lord. We've been really good. Even my son Trey goes, Syracuse, really? And that was a mistake. Okay, so that was a mistake, right? By the way, this uh, fool's gold thing is really, really good uh, with the honey and that's the, and a it. shocker. That is unreal. So, uh, so you've got the one that I was going to pick because here's the thing: it's got to be a home team, right? Not just an upset, right? It's got to be a home team. What do you got? I got the Gophers, the Minnesota Gophers, plus three against Michigan. Frankly, I don't know who set this line. I mean, the people in Vegas are way smarter than I am. Maybe this is a trap. A lot of people smarter than you. A lot of people. Dozens. Yes. Hundreds. All of our listeners and tweeters smarter than me. I'm going to take Minnesota. Okay. Plus three. Just because I have to find something different. <laughs> My other option was Wisconsin minus 19. But uh, well, or Clemson minus four, 45 Clemson minus after 46, last week's Syracuse. Four, they're 46.5. Point, point 46 and a half. Do you want to? But you no, want to know what? The, no, I'm going. I'm, yeah. Go ahead, go. I'm go. going with Mizzou. 
Uh, again, Anthony, back to the well. Uh, well, going back to the well. Anthony, I, Anthony I like will it. be cheering this weekend no, down I li- there. And, I like it. And, uh, I like Mizzou, Mizzou plus six or five and a half, whatever uh, it is. Five against, and a half against Kentucky. Yeah, uh, I like and, it a lot. And, and by the way, the Stoops, the Stoops guy, he may well be the next coach at the University of Iowa. Kentucky has been uh, really, really good at times when they should Do you want been, to know who I want to be the next coach at the University of Iowa? Let me finish this up and then yes. But Missouri, to, they're five-and-a-half-point dogs. I'm going with Missouri over UK. I, I thought I had already yes. established so, that. okay. Chris Kleiman. Why? Why? I mean, no, but what, what's the connection there? I mean, yeah. It's your Waterloo. Uh, that's true. Um, he won two national championships at North Dakota State. Yeah. All and right. all of a sudden, right. Kansas State right. might be the freaking best team in the Big 12. Right. Yeah. After losing Andy, the game, they shouldn't have then. Suddenly, they're awesome. Andy, yeah. Andy plays football yeah. the way that we like to play it. That's true. I I am. And Mark Stoops does, too, though. Uh, I, have you right. ever watched Kentucky play? Yeah. All they do is run the ball. They run, they run a little RPO stuff. Not it's much. It's mostly running. You're right. No, I, I love it. I Listen, I will say this. When, when Kirk Ferentz retires, if they hire some guy that comes in and runs a Matt Campbell RPO offense, it's going to fail. It's just a fail. It's a failure waiting to happen. This is this is Midwest football. Big kids, you're gonna play a pro style. Run the ball. You play to win, win the, game, the game. Right. We're gonna um, matriculate right, the ball gonna, down right. the field. So, um, one other thing, you want another connection with Purdue. So, guess who their defensive coordinator is? Yeah, Bobby Diaco. <laughs> who the last time the Hawks played a Bobby Diaco team, they destroyed them. Yes. Uh, Bobby Dack, of course, uh, former linebacker at the University of Iowa, former uh, assistant coach to Hayden Fry, and then, of course, moved on. He, to he, Connecticut. he was head coach at Connecticut. Head coach at UConn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he worked with Barry um, at Notre Dame. He has worked with Bill Snyder. Yes, he's <laughs> been around. Yeah. He has he has actually uh, maneuvered his way through the Iowa he's tree. Qualified to be the guy that's calling every. Uh, no, no, coach. he he's, ought to be. He had to be hit the quote unquote head coach on the sidelines, defensive coordinator, yeah. and let Brian Brom uh, run the show because he's at least done that. Before. I suppose. I suppose. But you know, this just in: I don't really care what Purdue does. No, um, I want to. You're right. I don't, at this point, I'm just bringing up the relationships for. The, All right, that's right? fine. Things people are going. Oh, that's cool. Look, th- this isn't is a that bonus. interesting? Isn't that interesting? Uh, real quickly move to hoops and then back. Okay, they, right. Because, they got the I mean, Gonzaga game set. Right. It's not just a rumor anymore. Eleven a.m. on the nineteenth, which will be the day that I will play football against somebody in whatever that December nineteenth. December nineteenth. You, you know, I you know, I you know, I know people in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You do. I know people who work for Sanford We're, Healthcare let's, System. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Seriously, let's go. I, I mean, they're going to sell some tickets. Let's go. I, just not? in case you guys are all wondering, we were denied our media access. Uh, oh, that's right. We also that was, another, <laughs> the, the was a, fo- yes. for the football. So we uh, are not um, apparently the Des Moines we, market. And, we, and by we, the way, if you want to email the University of Iowa <laughs> uh, and explain to them how this is a real radio or at minimum, or at show, minimum, tweet at us I mean, so that we can send it to them. I mean, I'm at Hawkeye Heddle. He's at Hawkeye um, Heddle too. Could not believe they could not get us a spot for one game in empty press boxes, but. Anyway, we should we should go up to, to that because we're probably not going. If Iowa goes to the Big Ten championship in football, we'll go there. Otherwise, I really don't care to go where they go. 
I'd rather go watch the basketball team against Gonzaga, who will probably be the number one team in the country at the time, and Iowa will probably be ranked in the top five. What a matchup to start out the year or be in the near the, the beginning of the year. At a facility that will would hold... 6,000? Maybe seven. Yeah, six, 7,000. Um, my, my buddy, one of my best friends, will probably be running the scoreboard. Really? Yeah. Who? I know Is people. that what he does? Yeah. Ray Ray. Ray Ray does that? Yeah, he's got he's he's connected. You know a few people, but I mean. that's that's just <laughs> stupid. So a couple of other notes moving into the back to the football game. So what what Tom was talking about with the decimated linebacking crew, um, uh, Jack Campbell, who was going to start kid out of Cedar Falls, are really fired up on. Apparently has some virus. It's not the COVID, but he has a virus. He's out, right? Chlamydia. Um, uh, um, I don't know. I haven't let's, checked in. Let's not say Let's that. hope he didn't get swapped. If you've ever had that done. That's yeah, not fun. F- fun is the furthest word. That All right, go right. on. So Campbell's uh, out. So uh, that the, means. The pamphlet ne- they gave me in so, college. So Neiman. Was chlamydia is not a flower. So Neiman goes so, to the middle. Yes. Neiman goes to the middle. Now you're moving all different kinds of, around, uh, of guys around. Bering Swade will play. Higgins will play. Uh, you follow and, Higgins down on Twitter? He's awesome. Yeah, I love him. And Justin Jacobs will play. Justin Jacobs, who we stole from Iowa. Uh, we didn't steal. He, he was ready. To, borrowed? We borrowed from Ohio State, right? Uh, Higgins, who had all kinds of offers. These are two younger guys that are going to get in and going to get to play. Barrington Way will get to play. Nick Neiman will get to play. There's well, Neiman's going to play the middle, right, isn't he? Right. So the other guys are going to be sw- switching off on the And Purdue's and a total have, cash team, yes. so we're going to have five. So uh, Julius Brents, is, so, so Moss is going to start at the corner. Julius Brents is going to play a lot in this game. Yes. By the way, remember, he was a big-time recruit. Everybody's kind of like, well, we're throwing all these freshmen in there. Blah, blah, blah. Well, a couple of years ago he was, but guess what? He's a big-time recruit. Riley Moss was not a big-time recruit no. from Ankeny. No. Isn't that funny the way that works sometimes? <laughs> But nor was um, our boy Jack Kerner. But you're going to see a lot of of, of him uh, as well. You're going to see a lot of guys rotating on Saturday. This is my point. This is where I'm going with this whole thing. Offensive line. You think they're really going to rotate gonna, the D-backs? They're going to rotate all kinds of guys. They're going to rotate. Now, uh, granted, somebody uh, starts playing really well. They're uh, going to be like, all right, uh, uh, that's uh, fine, uh, right? But there's, there's Matt Hankins is not going to rotate. No, he's in. Moss may rotate with Brents. Brents may rotate with Barrington Wade at the cash. He may rotate with Dane Belton at the cash if Merriweather goes to the safety and they move Belton up to the cash. There, I mean, you're just there's going to be. But Jack's going to be a free safety. Jack, I mean, Jack's so. playing. Jack Kerner's playing. Your defensive line right now is going to be eight guys, maybe nine. Right? Um, there's you a lot of. Think they're going to do the hockey shifts, or they're going to go line changes? Yeah. No. No, they won't do that. That'll be too easy, right? All right, we got to be too easy. It's but, time for our foundry but, um, distilling. First one of the year that actually matters. Can't. I'm all I'm saying is I can't be excited enough to see what they do with this team, with the talent they have. It's going to be so fun. All right, time now for our foundry distilling company. Last call, first official one of the year. By the way, I lost out on the Braves. They were up three to one. Who knew? And and the Rays are really good. By the way, I got that right. But uh, Tampa is my case, Tampa is my favorite baseball team right now. I said this to you the other day. I got a the, friend. The, I got a friend barman who lives the, down there in Tampa. The, went to the, the out, ki- first outback outback bowl with us. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Stevie. Yeah. I said this here. The kid that is the reliever 
the, the fireball reliever for for the race. I've never seen a kid throw 100 miles an hour with no effort like Castillo. Is that his name? Yeah. No, 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 no. Guy no. threw last pitch last yeah, night? No, no, the other kid. Just no. throws dart. I mean, All literally. Right, go barely, on. Come no, on. Like, last call. All right, last call. Hawks this week. I had a bad feeling about this all the way in through. All I really did. Hurry. We're winning. We're winning this game. It's going to be a high-scoring game, but we're winning this game 38-20. Hawks, 35-27. Well, we're right in this, right? We're on. 1-0. We're, we're taking. On. We're 1-0. Play it, baby. Lay it. Lay it. Go, Hawks. Let's do it. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Hawkeye Huddle.